welcome back to another week of the Rev MD podcast. This week, we're going to talk about out of network patients. And I just have a favor to ask. If you guys have been enjoying the podcast and listening, please go to Apple Podcast and leave us a review. This is the best way for us to be able to continue spreading the word regarding medical billing and coding tips and helping physicians really have their practices thrive when it comes to revenue from insurances. All right, this week, we're going to talk about some suggestions for a process around patient eligibility, prior auths, putting in a process to help manage those out-of-network or self-pay patients. This is even more important now as we have the No Surprises Act that came out in 2021, and it's also important just from a PR perspective, right? You don't want to have patients come in, they are expecting to be covered by insurance, they come to find out that they're not, they have surprise bills they're upset, your front office is frustrated, and potentially not even staying in compliance with the No Surprises Act. And again, if you haven't um, learned much about the No Surprises Act, we do have a blog on our website, which you can go and find, which kind of outlines some of that. And um, certainly reach out if you have questions. As always, please make sure you're consulting with your legal or your billing team if you need help with your current process. This is really important that your front office understands. And it's something that we're often asked about on the front end, right? Trying to understand, okay, what do I do? How do I deal with eligibility and verifications? Sometimes we're even asked if we can take that on as a billing company. Now, for some of our clients, you guys know that while we're happy to do that, it's not our preference. Really, the front end process around eligibility, um, insurance verification, prior auths really should always be with the front office staff. And the reason I say that is because those are the individuals that are interfacing with the patients. They're the ones who are talking to them when they call for an appointment or a new patient registration. They're the ones that are coming in and checking in in the office. You have the relationship with these individuals. And so as much as possible, having that all centered in the front office helps them kind of navigate and not slow things down or waiting for a response from somebody else. It just streamlines everything. So again, where possible, that front end process should include the front desk having the ability to instantaneously do an eligibility or insurance verification through your EMR or PM software. And then They're the ones who understand, okay, which payers are we credentialed with? Which plans are we credentialed with? Do we need to get a prior auth for that? And having a really solid policy and procedure for that. Um, I'm a big fan of policies and procedures. You guys know I'm a pathologist. So that's like the world we live in. And it's certainly the way that we, we lead our company. We have a lot of policies and procedures. And so highly recommend that if you don't have a solid process, you know, certainly, you know, listen to the tips we have today, some suggestions we have today, but then walk away with the plan to go sit down with your front office or have your office manager go sit down with your front office and understanding what the process looks today. Do we have a policy and procedure in place? Do you know your, your payers and the plans you're credentialed with? And of course you hopefully do because we already went through that in the last couple of podcasts. So hopefully you've had some time to kind of regroup on payers and now you can regroup with your front office staff and say, okay, what's the process? How do we get this streamlined? Where are our risk points and what forms do we have alerting our patients that they may be out of network or that this is the self-pay price that they may need to pay? So all of that, super important. All right. So let's talk about some of the steps 
um, which we're going to talk about three steps that are really important that the front office has a solid process around. So patient registration, eligibility, and prior auth. Patient registration. So patients are going to call, they're going to call the front office. They're going to, you know, you know, say, Hey, I want to, you know, meet with your physicians. I want to be in your practice. I want to see your physician, your, one of your providers. The first thing we need to make sure that is it being done. And it's extremely important is that your front office understands if your practice is covered by their insurance or not, right? Step one, super obvious, but oftentimes is not being done by the front office. And so, um, want to make sure that the front office is, you know, has an ability to look up and say, okay, here's the payers we're credentialed with. Here's the plans, even a way to automatically, you know, as they're registering a patient, push a button, say, Hey, is that insurance eligible? Is it active? Those are all really important, easy steps that can help communicate while a patient is on the phone to say, Hey, you know, we're seeing an issue with your insurance or that we're not covered by, or we're not under that insurance plan. All of those things can kind of help that communication. If that's not something you can easily do while the patient's on the phone, you can certainly take all the information, have a process around eligibility verification, and then call them back if there's any issues. Um, One of the things that we see is that there's a lot of historical knowledge kept, right? So certain front office folks know exactly what the payers and the plans but it's not written down. And so if any of those key individuals leave or if the office manager leaves and all of that information is in, is in their head, then it doesn't get passed on. And so as you're thinking about streamlining onboarding and streamlining having individuals in the office who know this information, it's putting it it's writing it down, right? Having a list, having you know, who the payers, the plans are, et cetera, so that you have all of that information. So when a new front office staff person is trained and onboarded, you hand them the policy and procedure or a video even going over all of that. You know, one of the things we've started doing in in our own company is getting videos created as we're training individuals. So I like to record everything. So, um, and really those are all training opportunities, right? So can we use you know, a discovery call we have with a new client, or can we use, you know, walking through a process for billing as we hire a new biller? All of those things are nice to catalog. And so often I actually just use Zoom and I just record it. I download the videos, I catalog them, I number them. And that way, you know, if we're training a new admin or a new biller, we have all of that very well organized. And so I would say you can certainly take that you know, recommendation or, or tip for your own practice, right? You can do the same thing for your front office staff. You can do the same thing for your MAs. Um, and not all of it lends itself to training via Zoom, but at least some of the policies and procedures in the office could be. So again, really important that we know who the payers, the plans are. Um, you know, we've talked about credentialing. So this, you know, kind of segues into once you get all that organized, then how can you get that information to your front office so that they know when they're talking to patients what the plan is? And really, this is twofold, right? You want your patients to understand what's going on. You want your front office staff to understand what's going on. And then also, you want to comply with the No Surprises Act, right? So if you if you have a patient, they're showing is out of network, you're alerting them that they're out of network, then what's the plan and process around to document that you've told them that they're out of network, you've had them sign, you know, a document or a form that says, hey, here's the estimates that we expect your visit to cost, you know, this may change, but here's what, you know, we're thinking ahead of time, because you're not going to want to see these patients 
and then end up just having to write it all off. So it's really important that if they are out of network, you've let them know, you've given them an estimate of charges, they've signed a form, you have all of that documented. And that way you keep your patients happy, you're not writing off large bills, and you're staying in compliances with the No Surprises Act. So um, if you don't have a form today, we're happy to send you an example of one. Um, you can reach out to info at nationalrevenueconsulting.com, and we're happy to send that. Just ask for the uh, out-of-network patient responsibility form or something like that, and we'll get that over to you. So again, that way your front office can collect as much of that when they come into the office. So say they come in, they know they're out of network. You've given them an estimate of charges. You've told them that, you know, Hey, this is not covered. This may not be covered. And then collecting all of that money up front so that you're not having to chase them down. Because even if they do submit that for coverage for their insurance, oftentimes the insurancers are sending those checks directly to the patient. So it's not coming to you. So again, having your front office understand that as well so that they can collect um, the cost of that visit up front. And uh, that way you're not kind of having to chase down large amounts of patient AR if you do a lot of out-of-network patients. Now, I'll second this. I'll say this again, I should say. You know, your front office staff is some of your most important team members. They are interfacing with your patients. They're collecting the the deductibles and copays and insurances. They're having patients sign, you know, uh, policies for your office, um, which often have to do with patient responsibility. Um, they're helping educate your um, patients as well. What is a copay? What is a deductible? What is coinsurance? If you can have little pamphlets or something that help outline that, that's even better. Um, we do have a patient poli- patient payment policy that you know we have in, as an example. We're also happy to send out that kind of goes over what each of those things are because again, you want your patients to understand this because then they're more willing to make payments for things that you know is their responsibility. Uh, oftentimes, you know, patients aren't aware what their deductibles are, copays or de- coinsurance are. So that um, is very important. The second thing is, of course, eligibility. So when you have repeat patients and they're coming into the office, what is the process to make sure that they are eligible? So if there's any issues, you know, we're, you know, having the patient sign a form that says, hey, my insurance hasn't changed. We're checking eligibility. We're not noting any differences, noting any changes in the system. And again, this really should be something that's happening in your PM or EMR system so that, you know, most carriers, you can actually set that up in the system where it does that automatically and kind of can alert you if there's an issue. Again, do not waste dollars on numerous phone calls and and portals if you don't have to. Having this automated in your system can be very effective and efficient. Now, that's also going to allow you to collect information such as copays, deductibles, coinsurance, whatever you guys can do to to um, incentivize your front office staff to collect that money up front before the patient is seen, the better. So tracking that information, again, incentivizing your front office to staff to say, hey, if we, you know, collect 90% or 95% of these up front, you know, where we can do bonuses or you know, some sort of incentive that helps everybody kind of be on the same team. And again, like I said, you know, you can help educate patients, have them understand what's going on. Um, the other thing, the next thing is is prior auths. 
And you really want to make sure you have a solid prior auth process and policy in your office so everybody knows when this needs to happen. There's clear communication between, hey, we're registering this patient, we're going to need prior auth, handing that off to the individual who handles the prior auth. Hopefully, again, that's all centered in your front office staff so that they can make notes. They're letting your biller know, they're giving the reference number so that everybody has that in one place. So when you go to bill for that, there's no issue. Again, you know, we've We've have taken this on for clients in the past kind of as a stopgap, but in general, that's not our recommendation because again, you want all of those individuals who are in that front office, who are communicating to one another, who are getting those patients seen, you know, adding on late add-on patients. That's another problem with not having that process streamlined in the front office is if you do have a late add and you do need a prior auth or eligibility verification, and that's not automated, then that can cause a potential issue where something slips through the the cracks. Um, Again, it's really important, No Surprises Act, that if you have patients coming into the office, they're going to be out of network, they're self-pay, that you have consents and forms for them to sign to say, hey, I recognize this isn't covered. I may be responsible for the out-of-network costs or the self-pay costs. Here's my fee schedule. And have them sign a very, you know, a standard form that you guys put in the office. Um, you'll also know that the Department of Health and Human Services actually does have a, a type of notice that you can you know, post or send out to patients um, so that um, each patient who is enrolled in commercial health care insurance gets a disclosure around um, patient protections against balance billing and so forth. Um, having that good faith estimate kind of checks that box, allows folks to um, make sure that they're aware and won't have any surprised bills or um, out-of-network charges. So last I'll say, you really want to make sure that you're sitting down with your practice, that your office manager, somebody who's in charge of your front office, understands how eligibility, out-of-network patients, prior auths is all working, that you have forms that are standard and that can be signed, that you have your credentialing in terms of what your payers and plans are all organized and set up. Um, One thing we've noticed is, you know, errors can happen with credentialing and that's no one's fault. Sometimes it has, heck, it can be on the insurance company for um, for that matter. And so if you see denials coming through for a certain payer that may be due to credentialing, you really want to make sure that your billing team is getting that information back to you. And that way, you know, you constantly have a loop of, you know, making sure that everything is in working order. So if you do see denials, it's for a specific payer, they're saying the provider isn't credentialed, then you can go back and say, well, no, actually we think it is, or let's double check, or is it an address issue, or is it, you know, um, something larger that needs to get dealt with from your credentialing team? And so again, if you guys need a form for self-pay or out-of-network patients, please reach out. We also have that patient responsibility policy that you can use that we rely on heavily that allows um, your patients to be educated in terms of copay, deductible, and coinsurance, all the things, so that then they can, you know, sign their form, as their estimates. They can, you know, uh, pay for the information, pay for the bills that they have due. You know, pay for the copays, deductibles, insurance up front, so that you know you're not having to chase that down after the fact. Now, if you guys are seeing your accounts receivable climb and your patient responsibility climb, these are things that can impact that, right? So are we collecting stuff up front? 
do patients understand um, what they're being charged if they are out of not work or if they are self-pay? Are we, you know, making sure that um, they understand that so you're not having to write off a ton? That's the other, you know, problem with not getting this information organized. And as always, if you don't have a process that's solid, work with your biller. If you're unsatisfied or not satisfied with your billing team and really are looking for somebody who's really that strategic partner, please reach out. We are happy to take on new clients. Um, we do schedule our clients so that we don't have too many clients uh, transitioning in one month. And that just allows both myself and our team to really give everyone the individual t- attention that they need. So if you are looking for a new billing team, please reach out to info at nationalrevenueconsulting.com. And um, we're happy to work with you guys and understand what your pain points are so that we can get a plan of attack, set KPIs, get your metrics in order so that you feel confident that you're getting the money you deserve from insurance companies. I hope everybody has a great rest of your weekend and hope you enjoyed this podcast. As always, share with a friend and please go and leave us a review at Apple Podcasts.